Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 6 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott with you today and all weekend for Bob Stoffer. Hope he's enjoying a little well-deserved time away. 52 straight weeks. Now the kids back behind the microphone along with Cody Jansen on the other side of the glass. Hour 2 of Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex who wish you and yours the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We're going to get to our playoff picks. You know, we've uh, we've submitted our opening round picks and then or excuse me, our qualifying round, then our round 1. And I'm sitting comfortably in third place after a couple of uh, misguided Hail Mary throws by Reed Wilkins, although Jack and Bob still leading the way. We'll break that all down uh, after the 1.30 news. Momentarily here, we'll hear from the Prince of Puns, Gene Principe from Sportsnet. Excited for that one. Uh, but reminder, you can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. That same number, 780-496-0063, is also our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We'll get your James H. Brown injury report coming up soon. The theme of today, uh, because I was at the dentist over the weekend who referred me to an oral surgeon for my wisdom teeth that I probably should have had taken out nearly a decade ago. We're talking about that. Uh, a couple people here on the text line saying, oh, it's just surgery. It's all over in a blink. A couple others say the drugs are great. Uh, the healing sucks. If you have the choice, do two at a time instead of all four. A couple people with differing opinions on the ice cream you're stuck eating for a week thereafter. Uh, but let's find out. Gene Principe, first of all, welcome back to Oilers Now. Pleasure to be on with you. You sound like you've got some wisdom left in there. But I figure I figure you may have had yours removed. Is that a fair guess? You know what? I never had mine removed. Really? Yeah, you know what? Um, when I was a kid, I guess kind of a, a late teens, um, I thought that I would have them removed, but they said my mouth was big enough that they could grow in. So I have no idea if they grew in. My wife's a hygienist, and so, you know, she, she's never out of floss for words. Sorry. <laughs> uh, just just practicing. Uh, um, mid-season four. Uh, so I've never had them taken out. So I'm not sure I have more wisdom than those that do have them taken out. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm terrified of despite the fact of what my wife does, I'm like most people a little bit, uh, I don't know if afraid by the dentist, but certainly somewhat intimidated. Yes. So uh, the less I have to go see them other than to clean my teeth, the, the happier I am. So, uh, but I've got wisdom, not because of my teeth, but maybe just because I'm 53. 
<laughs> yeah, well, uh, we'll hang it on that. For me, uh, you know, I like to pretend I can at least afford to lose uh, a little bit of wisdom here, but it's been something I've been putting off for so long for the same reasons. But I've got to remember, Gene, I'm not the same meager 16-year-old kid anymore whose dentist was like, hey, we should do this. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. I might have to spend a, a couple of days on the IL. Uh, we'll see in due time. But playoff hockey has been on. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts just on the on the 2020 playoffs to date. It's been, you know, of course, exciting and, uh, and a bit of a different format with that qualifying round series. Uh, how much have you been able to watch and what do you think? Well, first of all, regarding your wisdom, Keith, I'm uh, pulling for you. Um, regarding the... Okay, I'm done, honestly. <laughs> Uh, regarding, the, it's been great. Like, uh, I mean, it was fantastic having the double and triple headers to to get going. I have to admit, um, you know, it was tough to see the Oilers out in the qualifying round. I mean, that that hurt. Um, I, I don't try and play an Oilers fan on TV, but certainly, uh, I, you know, I'm born and raised in Edmonton and uh, had the privilege of uh, watching and, and even enjoying some of those uh, Stanley Cup wins. So that, yeah, that was, you know, that that was painful. Uh, but then, you know, you, you, you move on and we're working and we're covering it. And so it's been great, you know, to at least continue to have hockey uh, in the city. I've sort of been in and out of uh, Rogers Place, sometimes hosting and, and working indoors uh, from our two spots on the fifth and seventh floor. And then sometimes outside uh, doing stand-ups and doing any on-cameras uh, regarding uh, last series I covered Vancouver this series, it's a little bit more of Colorado-Dallas. So it's a combination. You know, when your team uh, is no longer in it, you, you sort of take whatever assignment you get. Uh, and any hockey assignment is a good one. Just would have been a little bit better for our friends from the Oilers that gone through. Because I really think if they got through Chicago, they would, uh, they would have been doing some serious damage. But onward and forward for Ken Holland and their group as they, you know, look to do what they need to do. And then we'll be back at it sometime in the winter anyway. Yeah, and and good point there, Gene. I mean, you gotta you gotta step back and remember that it's just year one of the plan that both Ken Holland and Dave Tippett have have decided to implement together. And you know, I'm not gonna pretend I'm inside the head of a guy like a Brian McClellan in Washington, but he just got rid of a fairly fresh faced young coach only two years into his stint there, and he wants to bring in some veteran poise. And we were just talking with John Shannon about this. He wants a veteran bench boss in there, and I'm wondering if you think there's something to be said for the success that was that was had for the Oilers this year you know on the penalty kill and, and that sort of coachable things power play obviously um, ways that you can really see the impact of a veteran coach on a, on a group like this I think it set a different tone around the league for for other guys to say hey maybe this is something we need to explore and to me watching Todd Reardon get let go in the middle of a pandemic especially is maybe an indication that I wouldn't call it an Oilers model but hey it was a step in the right direction, I think. Oh, I would agree with you 100%. I mean, first of all, starting with Dave Tippett, and then you go and get or have, uh, you know, Glenn Gullitson, you get a Jim Playfair. I mean, these guys are all, uh, these guys are all NHL assistants and head coaches. So they've, they've got a ton of experience. So I, I love that about them. And, you know, as a result, I think it was a difference maker for Edmonton. And listen, you just, in this day and age, it's uh, the, the tolerance and the patience um, wanes fast for people. And I think, you know, in the case of Tard Reardon, who's a you know, former Oiler uh, player and uh, obviously was an important part of winning a Stanley Cup, uh, you know, you get bounced. And it's not only that you're out early, 
Um, maybe it's how you go out and the owner, Ted Leonsa, says, hey, I want someone who's who's sort of been around the block. They, they had that in Barry Trotz, and you never know who's the next coach to win, you know, a Stanley Cup, Pete DeBoer. He's out of work for, you know, basically in time to get a lunch and a dinner, and then he's back in, in Vegas. So uh, I think that lends more credibility to your argument, that if you've got a coach out there that you like, that has won to a certain point, um, that you want to get them. And I think that'll be the case in Washington and any other cities and teams that are going about uh, trying to find a new head coach either right now or in the, you know, before next season. And what I'm looking at uh, as we chat with Sportsnet's Gene Principe is, uh, you know, there's, you know, I just derailed my entire train of thought as I was going to segue into that. So instead, I'm going to say that uh, Jason from Sangudo has said that uh, Gene's puns could cause gingivitis. He deserves (laughs) a plaque. Um, Yeah, Gene, it seems like the the tolerance, as you sort of alluded to there, um, in the last couple of seasons has really lent itself to an itchy trigger finger, it seems, with some of these coaches firings but as a result uh, you know it is a deeper pool of guys to pull from right now Um, that's where I wanted to go next is talking about coaching this Islanders uh, series with Barry Trotz who of course came over from the Capitals they didn't want to give him the money he was asking for so Trotz is now with the Islanders and he's taking on a Jack Adams candidate in Elaine Vigneault who's uh, been around the block a couple of times as well I'm excited just to see sort of the coaching battle in that series what are your thoughts well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was I, I was pulling for Montreal. Um, you know, I, I'm a fan of Carey Price's. I, I, I think Brandon Gallagher is really a, a six foot five uh, heart uh, in a five foot six, seven eight uh, body. Um, so I, I, you know, I would like to see Montreal win. I like Alain Vigneault, and you know, there's another example about your coaching. Uh, he's got Michelle Terrien on one side and Mike Yo on the other. So, yeah, I think that it's going to be a great coaching matchup. Um, you know, it's, it's setting up as defense versus offense. Uh, and those guys are, you know, Vigneault has never been short on work, uh, you know, from his time in 2011 of taking Vancouver to Game 7 of the Cup Final and coaching in Montreal and the New York Rangers. I mean, he gets nothing but, but great jobs, and, and he generally has nothing but great results. But... It shows you, you know, even when you get a great coach and a great staff, there's still something to be said for trying to win the Stanley Cup. Only one coach, only one team goes home thoroughly happy, and we're just continuing to add teams in the last few years, Vegas, and now, of course, Seattle. So I think it's going to be a great matchup, and I, I, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to call. And, and listen, uh, while I, I, I like Montreal from the Canadian side of things, how could I not be pulling for Carter Hart, who's such a you know a nice kid and Obviously, it looks like he's going to be a franchise goalie for a long time for Philly. So there's always, with, within the, the, the teams, there's individual stories to, to say, hey, I'm pulling for this guy or I'm, I'm pulling for those guys. So it should be a great series. Uh, I'm looking forward to what happens here after Vancouver and um, their opening game against Vegas. Uh, that was a little bit of a shocker, but maybe not, considering they're coming off a real emotional series versus uh, St. Louis. Hard to predict, Brendan. I think that's the mm-hmm. point of all this. Uh, somewhat irrelevant of coaches and players uh, and teams. You, you just never know what's what's going to happen. And I think that continues to be the theme as we head into 
you know, these final eight teams with a chance at the Cup. Well, I'll tell you what, at least speaking for myself, in terms of predictions over the last couple of rounds, I've got that uh, perfect Dallas Cowboys record of 7-9 and nine on the go right now. So, we're <laughs> chatting <laughs> um, with Gene Principe, and you, and you sort of... You, you needled that something that I'd like to talk about there and mentioning Carter Hart. I mean, breakout stars this year, to me, I mean, you look at such a young goaltender with, with the pressure that just seldom seems to phase him. And, and Gene, even thinking back to his time as a, an Everett Silvertip or playing and representing Canada uh, at the World Juniors, like he, he's always got that coolish demeanor. Um, is he your breakout star so far in the playoffs? Is it Amaro Heiskinen? Is there somebody else who's caught you? Your eyes so far? Yeah, I, I think Heiskanen has certainly caught my eye. Maybe because I've I've watched him a, a little bit more with Dallas being out here. But I I got to go with Carter Hart. You know, there's only one goalie and there's six defensemen that play on a team. So you know, and and to think of facing your idol at the other end of the ice, and you know, you look at the numbers, and I don't want to say outplayed Terry Price because that would that would be not not necessarily appropriate. Um, but he didn't get outplayed by Terry Price, and I think that is appropriate. I mean, he stood right in there. He had the one difficult game. Uh, I'm amazed at how these these kids, um, especially a netminder, has just that mental makeup. And I think John Stevenson, who at one time worked for the Oilers and, mm-hmm. and worked with Braden Holpe, who's a cup champion, uh, you cannot put enough uh, thought and belief into you know upstairs in your brain. Uh, what's going on in there when you make a great save, when you let in a bad goal, when you get pulled from a game, when you get pulled from two games, when maybe you're on the bench and then you're back in like Jordan Bennington. I mean, there's so much that goes on mentally. Uh, You know, the challenge of being razor sharp, not only physically, but truly having your head in the game. And I'm thoroughly impressed by what, what Carter's thrown out there as just a kid who turned 22 in the class, I got a 21-year-old, and you know, I mean, I don't even know if he can make his own lunch, uh, <laughs> let alone lead a team to a Stanley Cup. So, uh, I, I think it's a great story and a developing story, and one that's going to certainly develop. I think uh, at you know, and if we talk in 10 days or two weeks, uh, the play of Carter Hart will be, determine our conversation whether Philadelphia's likely gone on or if potentially they haven't gone on. Very good point. And, and, you know, almost it's a bold move for the Flyers to be counting on such a young goaltender the way that they are, but he's made it pay off every step of the way for them. I I, I think that we all knew when he was drafted, especially uh, around these parts, Gene, that he was going to be a good goaltender. I don't think anybody expected it to happen as quickly as it has. It's been remarkable, and a lot of that has to go to, you know, the makeup upstairs, the ability to sort of roll with, with pretty intense punch is in the social media day, no, uh, day and age, no less. Like when Patrick Waugh was doing it back in, in the you know cup run in the 80s there for that team, um, maybe just don't pick up the newspaper the next morning and it doesn't matter what anybody had to say, but we live in a different day and age. So to me, that makes it all the more special for him. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, again, it depends on your, your mental makeup and just how you handle uh, critiques. It's one thing if you, you get one from your coach, your goalie coach, you might have a teammate, but it's another thing to get one or hundreds or thousands from random fans who just, you know, will will, mm-hmm. will tweet you or reply to your tweets. Um, Carter, I think for the most part, and I'd have to double check, but I think he's either right off social media or very limited on it. I'm, and that's the approach that I would take, and that's the approach mm-hmm. I, I might make my players take, and certainly my goalie, and say, listen, let's not 
let's not read all about your your great moments and let's not worry about some not so great moments because uh, you know even if you think you can handle it you you might not be able to so i think during the playoffs and and i know there's no league-wide mandate to say you're you're off social media because in many ways we we love it i mean from our standpoint uh we see some things and hear some things that we would normally uh if these players decided to to stay off of their instagram or snapchat which i'm not on or their twitter so it's great it gives us a it gives us a a a feel of what their life is like uh but i would be maybe um staying away from replies (laughs) because that (laughs) that might change things put your post up and just just leave it at that and let people uh react to it whatever way they they want because you don't have to necessarily post about your game to have people reply with comments about your game mm-hmm. uh, but but I love the access especially Brendan in these days of zoom calls where we don't have a chance to, to talk to players on the side to get little anecdotes uh, it's it's basically everybody gets the same thing which is is okay under these circumstances but not what we're normally used to so the social media gives us some insight that we might not normally get and we're chatting with Gene Principe uh, from Sportsnet. And Gene, of course, to that effect, you had your web series going on Instagram Live this uh, this summer. Throughout the pause, anyway, um, with some great stories. I heard uh, pretty much all of your your chat with Louis DeBrusque, who, even though we have him on every week, I was still just drawn right into the stories that he was telling. So, t- talk to me a little bit about uh, just how successful that was for you, and maybe the the idea. Did it just come to you as somebody who is a professional interviewer, a professional uh, pundit, some might say, or or, or how did that come to be? Well, you know what I, I, I think is a pause hits and you're thinking, okay, uh, there are no games anywhere of anything. So how are we going to keep busy? What are we going to do? And so um, myself and actually Ryan Leslie from Calgary did kind of a, uh, we just tried it and we interviewed each other just because I had not really heard of Instagram Live, which for those that, that either are on Instagram or not or aren't certain about it, Basically, it's real simple. It ends up being an interview. I'm on Instagram. I say, Brendan, I want to interview you at on this date at this time. Uh, you follow me. I follow you, and I'll invite you into the conversation. I mean, it's as simple as simple can get, as long as you've got uh, you know good reception and good Wi-Fi. Uh, and so I thought, well, let's let's have some themes. And I started with Throwback Thursday, which was basically always interviewing former Oilers, and then Fighter Friday, which could be anybody who's who's been a fighter. Uh, and I had a chance to interview, uh, you know, Tim Hunter, uh, Louis DeBrusque, Stu Grimson, uh, Doug Smith, who was uh, the, kind of the man uh, behind uh, Goons and Goons 2, uh, who was just a minor league fighter, um, Dennis Bonvey, uh from an Oilers standpoint, uh, Dwayne Rollison, uh, Bernie Nichols, Robbie Shrimp, and I'm just naming a few. And uh, back to the social media, you know, a lot of times... Uh, you wouldn't be able to get a hold of these people, mm-hmm. but through Instagram, through Twitter, and I should also add through the Edmonton Oilers, who were very helpful with their alumni, um, it, it was a lot of fun. And usually my interviews are very short. Uh, basically, these were half an hour. Jordan Tutu was another guy on Fighter Friday, and his fight was not just on the ice, but off the ice. I mean, it was great. And once the, the season came back, I kind of I, I did my own pause with that. But I would like to come back and do it um, on a regular basis, once we kind of get back to some normalcy here and figure out when the season will be, uh, I love doing them. And uh, people have so many great stories to tell that either we haven't heard 
or we hear them again, or you have a new audience that hasn't had access to these players. So it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I thank you for bringing it up. It, it just was really enjoyable. And, uh, you know, at a time when there wasn't much going on, uh, it gave people, a, you know, a chance to, to tune into something uh, or tune into someone that maybe they had some interest in. And now here we are, uh, a game deep into the round round two of the NHL playoffs. Gene, I appreciate you lending us some time, my friend. I hope we get to chat soon. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs here. Hey, Brendan, thanks for uh, the opportunity to say hi to your boss, Bob, when you talk to him. Absolutely, will do. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is Gene Principe from Sportsnet. It is 125 in Edmonton. Quick timeout. We'll be back with the James H. Brown Injury Report. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They will provide you with outstanding service at the time of the purchase and will continue that standard of service well after the sale as well. So let Uncle Rich, um, Uncle Milt, excuse me, Rich, Johnny and the gang at uh, Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. Call one 877 or go online to brentridge.com. Let's, uh, we just heard from Gene Principe and John Shannon. Let's jump right now, Cody, into the injury report. That's brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. What do you got? Well, there's really two teams that are facing the major injuries here. Tampa, no Stamkos in game one. They haven't given a timeline on him. And then Ryan McDonough on the back end there left game one in the third period. He's listed as day-to-day, I do believe. Then for Colorado, Philip Grubauer, injured in Game 1. Sounds like Pavel Francois is going to be going in Game 2. Eric Johnson still out indefinitely. And Matt Calvert, he's listed as day-to-day. Yeah, big loss on the back end there. Uh, Johnson, Colorado's going to need their horses to be their horses, man. I know that's that's basic, basic analysis. But it's correct. But we heard it. We heard it before Vancouver yesterday, and their stars were not their stars, and they lost 5-0. We are not crazy. We will get to the rest of our playoff predictions. First of all, we'll recap it, and then we'll get to the second-round predictions from myself and Reed, Jack, and Bob, and a couple more of your text messages. 780-496-0063. I have to get my wisdom teeth pulled. What's your experience? We'll find out after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.